everybody and welcome. This is the Mazao Talks podcast, which is a platform for both knowledge sharing and peer-to-peer exchange between small and medium-scale farmers across Kenya. We feature contributions by farmers, budding farmers, agri-food experts, as we drive discussions on good agricultural practices, as well as business opportunities that are readily available for the youth. This podcast is made possible by the European Union Funded Market Access Upgrade Program, MACUP, which is implemented by United Nations Industrial Development Organization, UNIDO, and is produced right here at Semabox. Yeah, so as we start, please remember to like, share, and subscribe on all our platforms. Our handle is at MACUP Kenya on Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook. For more information about any of the topics we discuss, please find us at markupkenya.org. My good name is Jason. I am Sheila. And no matter who you are, you, you can farm. Welcome to Mazao Talks Podcast, which is a platform for both knowledge sharing and peer-to-peer exchange between small and medium-scale farmers across Kenya. We feature contributions by farmers, budding farmers, and agri-food experts and drive discussions on good agricultural practices as well as business opportunities that are available in the farm produce value chain for the youth. If you're new to the show, we are so glad that you've joined us and we thank you for taking your time to be here. We have a wealth of resource and information in different platforms and we will be sharing that with you as we go along. Meanwhile, please feel free to follow, like, share and subscribe. If you know someone who can further benefit from this, please share it with them and let them know we are on now. For more information on any of the topics we discuss, please find us at markupkenya.org. Connect with us on the socials. We are at markupkenya on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also like our Facebook page, Markup Kenya. Remember, all the links and handles in the episode notes are in the description section. So let's get started. This week's crop of focus is the snow pea, no relation to John, which Kenyan farmers supply about 1.7% of the world market. Markup survey of farmers in Taita Taveta, Nakuru, and Transoya found a vast difference in yield per acre, with Transoya farmers harvesting nearly four times, that's four times, the weight of snow peas per acre that Nakuru farmers harvest. This, of course, translates to higher income per acre at over 200,000 per acre for Transoya's snow peas, which also attract a slightly higher than average price at Kenya shilling 71 to the average of Kenya shillings 70. Despite these high returns, snow pea farming in Kenya is still not where it could be. There is a vast market for the vegetable, but traceability and certification concerns stifle the export potential. It's so exciting. We have a really, really amazing guest with us today. I will give her the opportunity to introduce herself and to tell us what she does. And I promise you, I'm not ready for this. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Justin. My name is Christine Misiko. I work with UNIDO under the MACA program, which is funded by the EU. Um, The Knowledge Management uh, and Business Development Partnerships Expert. 
Um, I'm also a farmer in Western Kenya from Bungoma County. Uh, I farm poultry, uh, macadamia, local vegetables, and honey. Wow. wow. That's right up my alley. When I grow up. When you grow I just up. want to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Sheila, we need to graduate you from budding farmer to actual farmer. It's 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 gonna happen very well, soon. Just one macadamia tree. I promise you, it's happening. Farmer. It's happening. I promise. I'm gonna do it. We'll make we'll hold you accountable to it, and we'll make sure it happens. Yeah. And we will support you. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Christine, thank you so much for joining us, and it's really good that it's really amazing to have you here with us. Um, also, special thanks to uh, Markup, um, the Markup program for making this podcast possible. It's been amazing also for us to just travel the country and meet other farmers and see what people are doing on the ground. Um, how is it that there's such a big difference between what Transoya and Akuru farmers get per acre of snow peas? So based on the study that was conducted in Transoya, Nakuru, and Taita Taveta County, uh, what they found out, why the production levels were very varied, I believe, I think it's Transoya that has the... Transoya is the one that has the highest production level compared to the rest um, per acreage. The, I mean, there, there are many reasons as to why you know, why the production levels could be low. Um, well, one of the reasons is mostly uh, post-harvest losses, and this is uh, uh, mostly contributed by the storage facilities. Mm -hmm. uh, what the study found out is most of the farmers use uh, open storage. This is you just put in an open field, and then there's also the closed uh, storage, which Nakuru County usually uses. So based on that, how you store your produce before it's sold could uh, attribute to the losses and production levels. Yes. Mm. And um, in your study, you also found that farmers in Taita Taveta do not test their soil or use compost manure. What other gaps exist among snow peas farmers? Um, the other gaps that they found out was uh, a lot of use of recycled seeds um, Calro usually well, Calro encourages farmers to use certified seeds. Uh, they've been recruiting a lot of uh, farmers to produce certified seeds, which uh, farmers should be aware of because then the production levels are very high. Mm. Once you recycle over and over again, uh, the production levels, germination rate is, is slightly lower. So that means also your volumes are lower at the end of the day. Uh, a lot of farmers depend depend on uh, rain fed uh, rain fed farming. Mm. Uh, they're encouraged in order to increase your volumes uh, to use um, uh, is it what called mechanized farming irrigation mm. uh, to increase your levels of production. Uh, also, uh, poor agricultural practices, mm -hmm. um, lack of proper use of pesticides. Uh, could be attributed. These are some of the challenges that we find we found uh, in you know in the snow pea sector. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how can Kenyan farmers improve their access to export markets? Well, um, in order to access the export market, first you need to be uh, global GAP certified. Um, in these three counties, only 28% uh, 20, of the farmers are global GAP certified. Okay. Uh, it's also important uh, to ensure traceability. They encourage um, 
a lot of farmers to keep proper records of, you know, the inputs, outputs, the practices in the farm from the beginning to the point where you're selling your produce. You should be able to, to be traced back. Mm. These are some of the key issues, you know, that come up, uh, especially when you want to access the export market. Uh, ensure that you follow the right uh, international and local standards. Um, proper use of pesticides. You're encouraged to ensure that you use the right uh, pesticides, especially for snow peas, mm. uh, to because what they test for is also residue levels, depending on the market that you're going for. Mm. Um, if you want to export to a certain market, especially, you know, with snow peas, uh, our I think our biggest market is the the European market. There's Netherlands, there's the UK, and I think France. Um, if you want to export to any of these markets, you need to follow, just, you know, familiarize yourself with the regulations, what you need to meet, what kind of pesticides that you shouldn't use, what you need to use. Um, yeah, so just comply to the regulations and you should be able to... Um, access their market yeah um so christine you mentioned that you're a farmer as well you talked about how you're farming macadamia and um local vegetables did i get that right yes, yes. so what do you know today that you wish you knew when you started farming um okay <laughs> well let me think i've had very, very many challenges, especially because my farm is in Bungoma doing long distance farming. Mm -hmm. um, and I have been farming since 2014. Um, what I have learned today, um, obviously, you need to get, you need to have very good expertise on the ground. You know, um, my first four years, I did not make anything and I almost quit. Uh, but because, you know, um, one of my very, very good friends is a farmer as well. And he mentioned to me, you know, farming is a, it's a learning process. You don't immediately expect to make money, but then in time. So just build your base. Uh, I, I mean, what, what I know is I, I wouldn't advise, I wouldn't advise someone to quit their job, uh, to go into farming. First form the basis. Uh, a lot of input will be required. Um, you also need to, you know, um, familiarize yourself with the county officers on the ground, the extension on the ground, because they have a lot of knowledge uh, which you'll be able to learn from. Uh, also, when you're farming, access, you know, re request for their help to just come and check on how, how you're performing. You know, um, you can read online, get information, get a lot of information online, uh, go do it yourself. But then it's very important to, you know, be in touch with the county and the agricultural officers on the ground. They're, they're very helpful, uh, especially when, you know, getting the right seeds. Um, for example, I, I tried on... Uh, you know, I tried onion farming and because it was doing well in Kisumu, so I said, let me try in Bungoma. Mm. And so, you know, when you're online or in this digital yeah. farmers group, they tell you, oh, buy these seeds. Yeah. What I didn't know, that different seeds um, work 
in different areas. So you need to meet mm. a crops officer and ask them which particular variety yeah. works for Bungoma, you know. Um, and even recently I planted uh, yellow beans and I got in touch with Calro to ask them, well, I, I, you know, I saw online uh, mm. yellow beans is making a lot of money. So I was like, okay, for the next season, uh, this long rain season, let's plant uh, yellow beans, mm. you know. Uh, so I called Carlo and asked him, um, where can I get the seeds? And then he asked me, where is your location? And then he says, uh, I th this is the, the type of variety you need to buy. Mm. And I would advise you to plant during the short rains and not the long rains because this oh. is better. So, okay. you know, I, you know, just when you read stuff and people say, mm. oh, did this, this did well, you know, in Bungoma or did well over here. Go to the uh, crops officer in your county, ask them which variety does well here, when is the best time to plant, and so forth. Yeah, so that's what I have learned. You know, it's very important. Also, just doing soil, soil testing. Yeah. Um, that's very, very key because I ended up planting, I think it was watermelon, and then it didn't do very well. And then we found out that the soil was very acidic, you know, in Bungoma. Oh, okay. So from now, uh, you know, henceforth, what I do, if I want to plant something, I go to a crops officer and I ask them, is this going to do well over here? What is expected harvest? Where can I get certified seeds? Mm -hmm. Because also when you recycle, and which a lot of farmers in Western Kenya are doing, you know, uh, especially for groundnuts, they recycle. So even the uh, germination rate is very low. The volumes, of, I mean, production level is very low. I'd like to chime in and say uh, we are encouraging a lot of young people to get into farming. Uh, and I think the one thing we've not mentioned to them in all the episodes is that they have to be very, very patient. Uh, one, with themselves. Yeah. Because um, it's it's a whole learning process. I think, um, and even when you were speaking, I was like, oh, that resonates with me so much. Because even like with the bee farming, we've made so many mistakes. Mm. So many, so many. And I really, really would like to encourage young people to our listeners to keep trying, try and fail, try and fail. Yeah. If there's anything that gives you or does character development. It's farming. It's farming. But eventually when it pays off, I think like from what we've seen mm. from all the farmers that we've visited. I mean, I, I think I agree with you, Jason. Mm. I think it's been a recurrent theme with all the guests we've had at the um, at, for this podcast, even talking to farmers, is that you should be willing to try and fail. Like the failure is a possibility, yeah. but that doesn't mean you should stop. Just take it as a lesson and just take it to the next level. Mm. And the fact that a lot of us, I think, Christine, a lot of us will end up being telephone farmers because we have lives in the city, we have our day jobs. What's the one lesson you have learned as a telephone farmer? Um, you can give us as many as you have. They look like there are many <laughs> from your face. <laughs> um, well, as a tele telephone farmer, what I've learned, um, uh, as much as you're, you're far away, you, you need to be in touch. Uh, with the people on on the ground frequently, um, uh, make time to go to your farm as often as possible. Uh, like for me, you know, when when during uh, but when they start production, mm -hmm. you know, uh, time for harvest. 
um, you know, time, yeah, and time for, for harvesting. Just, you know, be in touch with the people on the ground. And why I say this, um, you, you may not trust your person mm. <laughs> entirely, the mm. people on the ground entirely, but you know what is the expected production. Yeah. So if it's anything close to what I, I, I expect, for example, from an acre, yeah. or if it's, uh, you know, when I'm incubating my eggs and the hatch rate is over probably 80%, yeah. I am okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know, as, as long as we're meeting a certain level, what my expectations are, yeah. you know, then, then I'm okay with it. You mentioned that you've been getting some information from uh, groups. Um, how important has this been for you? using this technology from groups because like we realize um, for some of the people that, you know, even from my personal experience, that most people will not have access say to an extension officer, mm. but they are possibly in a group that they get some information. How has that experience been for you? Um, so I'm in a couple of groups and actually, you know, if you, um, if you go to Facebook, there are specific groups for different value chains. Yeah. There's a group for French beans farmers, there's a group for macadamia farmers, there's a group for uh, passion fruit farmers. Uh, there's one particular group called uh, Digital Farmers, uh, mm -hmm. which I am in. I think it has about half a million uh, members. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm in that group and I get a lot of information from there, even, you know, the, for, uh, you know, how, how I decided to do the yellow beans mm. uh, because the prices, uh, the prices for yellow beans are really, really good. And a lot more people are getting yellow beans because it doesn't have a lot of acid. Mm. Okay. Um, so, but yes, so from these groups, you get a lot of information. Uh, if well, I see a lot of farmers, if they have uh, any issue in the farm, they post there and ask, um, you know, and, and farmers are very, very supportive. Yeah. Mm. So they help you and, and advise you. This yeah. is what you need to do. Yeah. You know, so I, I would encourage, uh, I would encourage the youth or, you know, any budding farmer to join this group to get a lot mm. of information. And even us as, uh, you know, as the, the program markup, uh, we do a lot of work with uh, the digital farmers uh group on Facebook in terms of creating awareness or, you know, on food safety issues. Um, and also, we're also going to engage them, you know, just to discuss specific issues for different value chains, what you need to do uh, in terms of the proper use of pesticides, uh, good agricultural practices, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's how mm -hmm. I think, yes, so that's where I get my knowledge. Um, and if you still want to counter check again, just mm. use the people on the ground, the yeah. cultural officers on the ground in the in the counties. Mm. Yeah, I really really love that about farmers. Unlike mm. other businesses, you will find other businesses people tend to keep information to themselves. Yeah, but from our experience um, on the ground, you know, all the farmers we've met, they everybody is just so willing to share information. Um, so as a farmer. I guess the message is you'll never walk alone <laughs> unless you want to. <laughs> so, Christine, we have also noticed that a lot of women and young people are struggling to get access to land. Mm. 
so they can even just, you know, even try that half acre or that quarter. And this especially is because of the patriarchy. Men, some men don't think women deserve to. Some people don't think their kids deserve to try. So how was this for you when you were trying out farming and how were you able to beat it or deal with it? Well, it, it took it took a lot of uh, convincing to convince my dad to give me, you know, uh, land and the reason why I even wanted to do it in Bungoma uh, because we have a lot of land there mm. as opposed to doing it, um, you know, in leasing land in Kajiado, which is near Nairobi and mm. you would uh, go there, you know, every other weekend, mm. you know. Uh, so I decided, well, we have the land there. Uh, let me use the land available as mm. opposed to leasing more and then, you know, that's... Uh, you know, at, at an extra cost. Um, so yes, I had to convince him. <laughs> it, yeah. took, uh, it, it took a very, very, very long time. And re- partly the reason why he was hesitant because he was a farmer himself. Mm. And I, I guess he also had his own challenges before yeah. he finally started making money and he did not want me to go uh, through that. But then also he's been very supportive uh, advising you on what to do, you know, especially when you're doing telephone farming. Yeah. You know, mm. and when he's on the ground, because he spends half his time uh, in Bungoma, uh, he would just try and, you know, manage the stuff for me. Mm. But, you know, ad- advising, um, you know, women and youth who do not have access to this land, I always say, you know, when you are in a group, uh, an organized group, it's easier to, you know, uh, gain access to financing. And once you have that, then you're able to lease land and then Mm. you can work collectively as a group, you know. And also, you know, working in a group, uh, you also have, you know, uh, better bargaining power in terms of, you know, better prices in the markets for your products, that sort of thing. Mm. It's always better. So even, you know, just as markup, one of the areas that we're going to focus on, um, first we want to work, we're working with the counties to ensure they they, um, uh, identify or uh, develop groups that we were going to train, uh, ensuring that uh, at least 50% of these groups are, are comprised of women and youth. Mm. Uh, so we're going to train them again on group dynamics, you mm. know, um, basic record keeping, you know, how to manage a group, uh, how to uh, gain access to financing. Um, yeah, so just basically group group management and then also good agricultural practices. Mm. Um, issues of um, integrated pest management, uh, mm. uh, proper use of pesticides, because that's a really, really, really big deal, mm. you know, especially for the export market. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, Christine, I wanted you to talk to us a bit more about what you, Markup, are doing, especially to support the youth and women on the ground. Say there's a young person currently listening and they feel like they want to get in touch so you can help them you know, know how to do their record keeping right, their mm. pesticide management. How can they reach you as Markup Kenya? Okay. Um, so as Markup, we're focusing on, we're focusing in uh, 12 counties and uh, different value chains. Uh, we're linking up with the county governments uh, to 
you know, organized groups who are going to benefit from the various trainings that Makap is going to offer. Some of these trainings include uh, group dynamics, mm -hmm. um, good agricultural pra practices, um, you know, pesticide, uh, pesticide use and management, uh, issues of aflatoxins management mm -hmm. uh, in specific counties, especially where groundnuts are, groundnuts and nuts are concerned. Uh, if someone wanted to benefit from benefit from you know some of these trainings, I, it's very important to register with the agricultural county officer. Uh, let it be known, you know, within the specific county if it's uh, Homer Bay, because that's why we're focusing on groundnuts. That you're a groundnut farmer and you'd like to participate, uh, benefit from the trainings that Markup is going to offer. Um, if it's Embu, it's Macadamia. So just get in touch, look at the counties that Markup is focusing on, go to the county office, uh, agricultural department, you know, find out who the officer in charge is, uh, make sure you're registered and they'll see how they can, you know, mm. make sure that you benefit from the trainings once, when we, once we launch the trainings. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess what we can do is link um the the social media pages as well as what else Jason? the website to, the website yeah. <laughs> we're going to link it in the episode so you guys can have all that information yeah um so one last question uh, that i'm going to ask is um when was it that you felt happiness as a farmer oh yeah i've forgotten that million dollar question as well. oh yeah 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 <laughs> so when was it yeah. Okay. That's to me. Yeah. <laughs> you have to enjoy. She's not played the game with us. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when were you happiest as a farmer? Um, I'm always happiest as a farmer. Are you though? When? Uh. When my produce is put on the table. Okay. And I'm eating it with my family, and they're very happy. And the reason why I'm happy is because I know what has gone into it uh, in terms of, you know, inputs, um, ensuring that, you know, ultimately when my produce gets to the table, it's safe for consumption. That's mm. very important. And I guess that's the reason why, that's why I'm also motivated to, mm. you know, just do my own farming. Um because a lot of issues are arising, you know, in terms of food safety. Mm. Yeah. So it makes me proud that, you know, my produce is safe. It's very tasty. A lot of work has gone into it. And, and love. And love, yes. Yeah. And, and they're happy about it. So mm. that's what, it makes me happy. And also just discovering, um, you know, when I started the beekeeping my goodness, you'll have to test my honey. It's one of the best honeys I've ever tested in Kenya. Say to when. be honest. Say, Say when. When. <laughs> <laughs> when I harvest, um, you know, in November, it's it's amazing. So we'll hold well, you to it. November, uh, you're going uh, to Congo. Whether you won't forget. <laughs> when you taste it and you love it, you know, and you're like, this is good. So yeah. that's what keeps motivating me. That's it for this week. I would like to thank you so much. We would like to thank you so much for joining us. We'd also like to thank all our guests. 
would also like to give a special mention to the Unido team and the Markup team. I feel like we should also thank the producers here at Semabox. Oh yeah? Like they really do a good job and they're always nice to us. Very nice. Uh, please remember to like, share and subscribe. Uh, and for more information about any of the topics we discuss, please find us at markupkenya.org and you can connect with us on our socials. We are at Markup Kenya and that's on Twitter, Instagram and on Facebook. Remember, you can find all these links and handles in the episode notes in the description section. Wishing you a great week and remember, no matter who you are, you, you can, can find. find.